Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mile of Golf Podcast, wherever you are tuning in from around Australia or around the world. We do appreciate the time that you give up on a weekly basis to tune into our weekly show where we try and sum up everything that's happened in our world of golf and uh, hopefully your world of golf. Apologies for the delay in uh, transmission this week, uh, a couple of reasons. Uh, I was out delivering some full swing kits to some new uh, Australian Touring Pro ambassadors, but um, the one and only Mike, Magic Mike Caridi was a bit laid up with... Uh, an attack of the COVID. So um, he has pulled himself up for the episode and uh, was absolutely adamant that had to go ahead. So uh, let's bring Mike in and uh, we can listen to his deep radio voice. Uh, let's bring him in right now. Mike, how are you, mate? Thanks for thanks for wanting to make this go on. You, you I, we talked about not doing it, but no, you were absolutely adamant. You, you must feel pretty average. Um, I sound a lot worse than I feel. Uh, I felt worse yesterday, but yeah, after I said, I kept telling the people after two years, COVID finally got me. I don't actually know how long it's been now. Maybe it's been three years, but yeah, I've never had it before. So, uh, God, just would how would I have felt if I didn't never got it? I mean, really flat, but. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Mate, well, I hope, you, I hope you're feeling better and um, can get out and do. I know you've got a busy week ahead of you with all the things that uh, happen in the uh, King Caridi world. Uh, it's been it's been a busy week gone by, mm-hmm. uh, a lot going on. Um, where do we, where do we start? Uh, you know, we had the uh, the last ever world, the last ever Dell match play. I still can't get my head mm. around that it's the last ever Dell match play, and it was pretty That's good. It. It's a pretty good event. Why would you stop something that's such a good event and people love playing and I can only assume people love watching. We had the Punta Cana uh, Corrales. Yes. Uh, we had uh, the New South Wales Women's Open one by Momoko Kabori. What a, mm, what a player. Uh, what else do we have? Um, the Hong Kong Open the run Hong- by the uh, the local. Was it the Hong Kong Open Hong- or was the, was, it, uh, was the Hong Kong Open oh. in the years? The, the event in Hong Kong. The was, event, the new there, the rescheduled event in Hong Kong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one by the local Hong Kong uh, chap and yeah. uh some australians went pretty well up there and um so what do we where do we where, where do you want to kick off oh, oh we, we had a bit of golf we had a bit of golf that we can talk about as well Mike. yes yes we did um oh we'll just start with the um we'll start with the us and circle out from there um yeah last Dell match play well they may well have a match play but it won't be in at um in texas at austin because austin I believe Austin members have just said, uh, no, nah, but we want the club back. So we don't really want this event here anymore. Um, it is obviously looks like a great course to play match play. Um, nothing better than watching these guys drive it on par fours over water. Um, they're not, yeah, I've said it before. I'm not playing the same game as these guys. Um, and yeah, the winner was uh, Sam Burns. I think uh, he beat Cam Young, who I think is a big favourite. He's one of, I know he's one of Rocket's favourites. But yeah, for a long time there, it looked like we might have got a Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy final, and I think everyone was a little bit, a little bit excited. Might have been a preview for next week. Mm, the Masters coming up next week. Uh, mm. did, did how did you go in the? How did uh, we go in the tipping? Did anyone tip Sam Burns? No, uh, which I found a bit surprising. We did not have one person pick what? Sam Burns. No, we had one. We had one. Two, we had half a dozen people pick uh, Cam Young. So the tour junkie, the golf labyrinth. Golf is an attitude, I think, is uh, Blakey. Hammertow, 
all picked Cam Young. The other person to pick Cam Young is Cheese Man, the Cheese. And why I mentioned him last is because in Punta Cana, Cheese Man picked Matt Wallace the winner. So <laughs> he nearly went win-win in both events. The only reason Cam Young didn't win is because Cheese messaged me and said, I'm going to pick both winners. And I think he rolled out four bogeys in a row at that point. So in Corrales, so we, had, we had three people pick Matt Wallace uh, or Mark um, Matt Wallace, what do they call him? Uh, David B and Cheese Man and Ed Hodge. Mad, mad Matt Wallace. Mad Matt Wallace. Yeah, he's not a very happy man. Uh, Mike Wallace, I believe, is what the commentators called him. Oh, really? Yeah, he not, not that, not this week. It was, it was a couple of years ago. I heard Mike um, Wallace. I love it. Mike Wallace. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I, I do like the match play. I don't like the the initial setup. Uh, I know I get why they do it, and I have the little brackets to start with. So the, but I just think it would be better. The 64, the, the round robin 64 and then into 32. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have the you have four in your group and you've got to get out of your group. A bit like the World Cup, I guess. Yeah. Um and it just means these guys get enough reps. I mean, because two weeks before the Masters, if you turned up and played eighteen holes, you had to go home. played yeah. sixteen and got rolled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a waste of time. So I get why they do it. Um I think I'd like to see it a different time of year, maybe not directly um coming up just before a major and and, um, yeah, find the right course for it and keep doing it. But go back to the old, right, number 64 for your number one. And if you get rolled, you're out. That's it. We kick on. Because uh, I think by the end of the tournament, um, I've got a funny feeling Sam Burns played about 111 holes over the week. So mm. including a pro-am, it's not miles more, but it is probably an extra round. Because um, there wasn't too many wipeouts in the, in the scores that I saw. There wasn't too many... You know, six and fives, and it was really was you know coming down to the the last three or four holes. So, um, yeah, it was good. I, I actually don't mind the event. I, I think a bit like you, I will miss it next year. I'll probably miss that course too, and I, I, I like the city of Austin, so I don't mind them going there. Ah, uh, well, uh, I spoke to someone during the week, and once again, the with Liv coming up, it's another week closer. Mm-hmm. And the concept of the match play going and not knowing how that evolves into into next year or whatever on the PGA Tour, like the the concept of you know the expansion of Live or if Live wanted to offer a different point of difference that they could have a series of match play. Now it goes against you know their players playing less and you know being having the flexibility and all the things that they've spoken about being the positive thing about joining Live. You know we get to choose our schedules and all that sort of stuff. Um, but once again, I go back to the promotion relegation. You know the the uh, the secondary tour and maybe it's a, a a match play scenario on live that might add the spice to the live tour that people are looking for yeah. maybe the bottom how many what have they got fifty four um, maybe the bottom you know twenty six or something like that play twenty six from below or the bottom thirty two play the bottom thirty the top thirty two on the Asian tour and you know there's a bit of promotion relegation anyway I'm talking off the top of my head well but, the, um, the the finals that they have in live Blakey, listen up. You'll like this bit. Um, it's it, it was the best part of the live season last year was the finals when they were playing the teams versus teams. Mm. That was that was fantastic. It really worked. Um, if you had more of that throughout the year, I think people would be more inclined to adopt a team. Whereas right now, it's, I feel like, still feel like it's a little bit messy. Don't hate the idea, just feel like it's a little bit messy. But um, they did announce today they're going to have a play-in uh, in live, so... Um, next season, there'll be, I think it's three or four more teams and um, there'll be a team that Monday qualifies or some players that Monday qualify to get in. Right. I'm not, not across that news, but... Uh... Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it was only, you know, maybe early, early this morning, Melbourne time, they started talking about it. So 
yeah, that'll be um, that'll be interesting. See how that works. I think they're probably still a little bit like the PGA Tour, um, working stuff out. Figure out how it goes. Yeah, as they uh, go along. Sorry, I took sort of took us sort of on track trying to re-resurrect the uh, the match play um, for. I don't know. Is it just the Australians and the UK people? I don't know who loves match play, but uh, mm. we love it. I certainly think it it brings uh, the best of um, the fighting spirit of golfers out. And I think you know, last weekend's golf sort of brought that. Out. You, know, you saw that. Yeah, I definitely. And I know we didn't have any Aussies in the final four, but great week by Jason Day again. But I think a good um, example of Aussies being enjoying match play was Herbie this week. Mm. I mean, Herbie has been in a form slump. He played very well, got out of the group, and then came up against Rory and then pushed him to the 16 until he got rolled. I think he ended up losing um, two down. But two, two down, that like I think Rory was nine under or something like that, or there was some yeah. ridiculous golf being played amongst yeah. the group. Um, no, it's it's a good example of, um, I don't know, we're going to talk about playing golf with um, TC. There's a good example of the difference between the games that we play uh, versus the games, I think that the Europeans, uh, uh, sorry, that the US guys grow up playing. I think that we play much more match play and and um, and say Stableford yeah. in our normal normal daily golf golf game, whereas in the US they seem to play just a lot of stroke. Yeah, well, you know, look at the current club landscape in uh, Melbourne. I'm pretty sure New South Wales have a similar timetable with their pennant, but you know, every club's running pennant at the moment, you know, through every grade, every club represents, has a team representing, and it's a real big, strong talking point around the club, you know, even if you're not playing in the pennant, you know, you, you've got mates that are playing in it, so you're back and behind them, and and a lot of the, uh, you know, volunteers in the club, you know, a lot of the members go and caddy, or they do management duties, or they drive players there, or they just go and help out. So there's always a good vibe around this match play that happens in, in um in Melbourne, I know I lose a quarter of my staff <laughs> for two months <laughs> every Sunday. So, you know, Sunday's a hard day to fill sometimes and certainly around pennant season, yeah, we're scrambling for staff because they're all somewhat elite golfers and they're all running out playing pennant. Even the ones that even the ones that are not the elite of the elite crew but they're playing at sort of third and fourth tier clubs, um, yeah. they're good enough to get a run in those teams. So, no, everyone's playing pennant. Oh, I want to play pennant because the other – other blokes tell them how good pennant is and how enjoyable it is and how good it is for their golf. So they're all off pennant, playing pennant. I think one of our listeners, Pultz, is a great example of someone that unabashedly loves pennant and you just have to see socials. And, yeah, it's great to see camaraderie between him and his mates and having a couple of wins in the last couple of years. It's great. Um, Pultz did did play pennant on the weekend. I know that for a fact because he came up against uh, Northern, which one of the boys in the shop, plays for now one of the boys in the shop Harley the, the big bopper got beaten but uh, Northern got over over the top of um, uh, Pulse's team yeah on the weekend uh, Pulse played in there at number seven I'm not sure if he won or not but uh, anyway they got rolled um, Pulse chin up mate get back out there um, anyway yeah Herbie got to the top 16 got rolled by Roy McElroy um, how unfortunate for P- Herbie to finish Probably number against him. No, well, yes. He would love – yeah, I don't think he'd, he would have – you know, if he said you can play Roy McIlroy, he's got to say I'll take that challenge every day. I'm yeah, that, pretty that's confident. true. But he finished – yeah, his results get him to 51st in the world oh, rankings. Oh, yeah. Masters Miss, missing out one of those final Masters invites by one ranking point. Yeah, I did, um, I did hear just before or maybe even mid-round they said – 
effectively Herbie needed to beat Rory, and if he did that, he was in, yeah. guaranteed. Mm. So Minwoo got in, which was good. Um, he was probably all, already in and just shored it up with a you know a couple of okay games. Um, but yeah, probably Jason Day was the other one. Jason we, Day was the one. The resurgence of Jason Day. Jay Day. Geez, I'd love to see him win the Masters. He's certainly shown some talent around there over the years. Um, yeah, I, I I would really, really love that. I think I will tell you that I've said it the other week, Min Woo's my favourite Aussie golfer, but gee, Jason Day's not far behind. I know he gets a bad rap because he hasn't really come back and supported the Aussie Tour over the years. Um, but geez, he's just such a great golfer to watch when he's in full flight. I'd, I'd love to see him win the Masters. Um, good time to talk about the Masters. Uh, you know, so it's it's been confirmed. Um, his people have spoken to our people. Uh, next week, we will have the uh, triumvirate back. Rocket's making a return for yes, his yes. favourite episode of the year, the Masters episode. So, you know, we've signed off on that deal and uh, Rocket will be back. Uh, I pencil in two hours of listening of us <laughs> gibbering on. Oh, dear. I hope you're feeling better by then. I'm sure you will be. But no, um, I'll be fine. Also, uh, next week we'll put out the um, – I know we're talking about putting all these extra episodes out and it takes a bit of work to get one episode out, let alone several. Uh, but we will be putting out um, an episode which is sort of Masters um, because it's talking about – it's an interview with uh, Brad Clifton, the editor-in-chief of Australian Golf Digest, which I did yesterday, uh, talking about uh, – Adam Scott's um, interview there that I was party to. You know, I was standing there watching the interview with Evan Priest and Adam and we were videoing it and taking, well, not taking photos, but um, watching the photographs uh, being taken. You can see that cover shoot shot on this week's, this month's episode of, um, episode, this month's magazine, Australian Golf Digest. So we've got an episode with Brad Clifton, editor-in-chief. We roll the Adam Scott interview discussion into a master's discussion. Um, and Brad's a... Brad's red hot on um, uh, Jason Day. He is uh, he's very very sweet for Jason Day and the resurgence of Jason Day and his performance potentially uh, at the Masters. So anyway, keep an eye out for that. So there'll be a couple of episodes next week. Um, that'll be good fun. But, um, before we move on from the Masters, I know uh, Masters the match play. I uh, know we went through the winners of the Teepster, but we did one run one other small uh, uh, competition. Oh, more giveaways. More giveaways. That was Aussie DB. So Aussie DB won the cheese that we gave away last week. He had the best bracket. Um, I think it was either Hammer Towel or Ginger Ninja that was right behind him. Uh, I didn't do too well. Um, so, yes, DB. Dan had um, some cheese delivered today. So he's all ready for Easter oh. uh, up there in New South. Uh, thanks to you for getting that cheese organised, Mike. You are the king of cheese. And um, I'm sure Dan up there in uh, the Northern Beaches, New South Wales, will be Dining back, uh, maybe Masters week. You might just put it in the fridge for a little bit. You'll be, you'll be five kilos heavier because I sent a lot of cheese up there. I sent oh. some King Island, some Mersey Valley, some even some Danish feta. I sent all sorts of stuff up there. So there's about ten pieces of cheese for him. Uh, well, Dan's a Dan. Dan's a good man. Dan Bait up. If you are in the uh, golf business uh, and you listen to this and you don't have your insurance with um, Dan Bait up, or you, you're underinsured potentially that's not insurance advice but uh, Dan Baitup is the king of insuring golf businesses around the country uh, there's not too many that aren't covered by Dan um, okay uh, and who else oh and I, I met um, Tish I hand delivered speaking oh, of giveaways you? I met uh, yep. I met Matt Tischler uh, who's become a, a very avid listener not uh, from Adelaide not from Adelaide no no definitely no. from Melbourne uh, I met up with Matt on Saturday uh, in uh, I was getting ready for the Moor Greens golf event, which uh, we 
we sponsored. And I was there down there with the full swing kit. And I met Matt with his lovely young fellow, I forget his name, after basketball and handed over the Paradigm yes. uh, kit. And he was wrapped. He was wrapped and he loves the podcast and all things that go with it. So um, it was nice to put a face to a listener's name. Always, yeah. always nice. And are we going to have more giveaways for the Masters? More I giveaways. More, yep. give, more giveaways. Cool. So next week we'll sort something out there. Um, last one on the on the uh, Teepster. So, yeah, we went through the winners, but the, the, we always go through the top five. Uh, so Tisha jumped up into the top five, just under 7.7. Trout in fourth, just over 7.7. Golfing Tattooist up to 8.1 in third. Lewis H in 8.5. Sean D. Sean D just line and length at the moment, just tipped over 10 million in the kitty. Um, I'm about a third of his number. Roscoe, you're doing quite well, 7.6 in seventh position. Um, and Rocket, I think, was still sitting around the 30s with me. Yeah, Rocket's in 34th, 3.6. I'm in 38th, nowhere near it either. Oh, well, I'm doing well enough to keep me interested. I've I've now put some attention to towards this, but I can't uh... – I can't take full credit because last week was courtesy. <laughs> I had nothing to do with last week's episode uh, efforts of um, tipping. Now, of course, so who, who who did your tips last week? Well, we should talk. We can lead. This can lead into um, a great round with uh, Todd Schuster, aka Tron Carter, from the team at No Laying Up, which Mike and I had the privilege of and pleasure of uh, accompanying around uh, Peninsula Kingswood last week. Um, yeah, we got the Teepster Reminder Service. Again, if you want to be on the Teepster Reminder Service, um, just uh, send your phone number to PK. He'll put you on the Teepster <laughs> Reminder Service and you'll get a message and some other fun chat from all the people on the Teepster Reminder Service. I got the the Teepster Reminder Service message and uh, I was sitting opposite Tron. I said, Tron, can you help me out? Here, can you do my tips for this week? I handed over the phone to him. He picked um, Tagala, who we've been talking about, saying he's a favourite yep. of theirs, favourite of ours. I said Sahith didn't do that well for us, but um, Nikolai Hoygaard came in yes. second when we were, I was riding him home, but didn't get there over Mad Matt Wallace, uh, Mike Wallace. Um, but uh, Mike th- Wallace. thanks, uh, Tron, for picking up uh, a second place in the Punta, mm. Ca- Punta Cana Corrales. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, and I picked up a couple hundred thousand bucks. Beautiful. Yeah, the difference between people that know the courses inside out, because he said, I'll pick Nikolai down there because it's, it's a bomber's paradise. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I hadn't even looked at the tournament, to be honest, but he knew it off the top of his head. There you go. He probably goes there for holidays. Who knows? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, they say, Mike, you should never meet your, your, you know, the people that you look up to, your heroes, that sort of thing. You are the biggest um, no-laying-up uh, listener that I know. Mm. You've heard that man talk um, ad nauseum, um, and then you get to, you know, roll up to the first tee and uh, peg it up alongside him. Yeah. The highlight for me was comfortably playing the worst golf I reckon I've played in two years. Um, but that was all right. That's all part of it. But um, no, it was a good day. It was absolutely a great day. Um, very, very enjoyable. Good, um, just good chats. Good, um, I think it probably felt, I think people have described this as, feels like they're sitting at the other end of the bar listening to a few people talk about golf. It's kind of like almost in, inserting yourself into a, a no laying up podcast, just talking about golf and some of the stuff that they know and some of the stuff that I'll, I'll politely say stories that they can tell when we're walking around a golf course that they can't talk about on air and we can't share here, which was, which was pretty cool and funny. Um, but yeah, it's a different, it's certainly a different world. I mean, yeah, the interaction and stuff that those guys have with players from all around the globe, you know, talking about texting, 
Gordon yeah. Spieth or talking to Grella about this or, you know, blah, 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 like, you know. Yeah, like it was for, amazing. For first name friends, you know, just phone them up if you want to know something, you know, go and play golf, you know, hang out, that sort of stuff. Um, uh, that sort of seemed to be the vibe and um, definitely, yeah, some of the stories that they they have and the things that they get to see, um, you know, I guess that's what podcasters' dreams are made of. And, you know, if they're, mm. off, they're offering uh, – they're offering something to the brands that support them. There's many of them. You know, they've got their new uh, alignment with Titleist, which they're very buoyant about, yep. you know, and their approach from the team at Titleist um, and what they ask of them in that partnership, um, which for me is is surprising because, you know, having worked with all the brands and, and it's not a slide on Titleist, but, you know, they've been very traditional and yeah, maybe this is their way of starting to sort of break through that traditional mold and, you know, adopt some new media marketing uh, methods. And, you know, those guys obviously a very good fit for, for any brand, but a great fit for Titleist. And, you know, they seem to be really wrapped with the way that Titleist are prepared to work with them and, and um, you know, just bring them more opportunities to talk to the Titleist Align players and they're, they're a stack. Um, you, mm. already, you already see that they're in the pocket of Max Homer and they just love that guy, which as yeah. we do, but they love him for you know even more so reasons because he just rings them up, um, you know, even uninvited after after every win and not even after a win sometimes and, um, you know, just gets on the bar with them and, you know, they love the Maximus. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was as I say. It was a nice, easy day. Like very, very easy, relaxing day. Good. Like it doesn't matter who it is. It, it's nothing better than partnering up when you have a hit of golf with someone that you don't know um, and it just being a nice, easy day. Nothing better. No, it, it wasn't about It wasn't about the score. It wasn't. I mean, we played um, two, we, two on two. We, we beat, yeah. I, I you belted us. Iron and I beat you. Yeah. Iron was on fire. I, I, I couldn't have played worse. The highlight was, I think it was on the par three, 14th, I want to say. Is that the 14th, mm-hmm. maybe? Yep. Great hole. Um, One of the best parts. Great hole. And you, you noticed the dot on the bottom of my uh, Callaway Apex Pros, and you said, oh, I didn't ever notice it. And I said to, to TC, because obviously he had played um, Callaway for a long time and had done the training as a fitter. What's this? And he said, oh, that's this and that. And he goes, yeah, those clubs are too good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, today I'm not arguing with you at all because I am putrid today. I was, I was all over the place. No, I can't remember any of that. Did you hit driver off the deck at once? Did you? Didn't you hit a ripping driver off the deck? Uh, I hit driver off the deck about three times. Yeah, I did hit from under the tree. Yeah, and I, if it actually had I just cut, uh, you know, ten more feet, it would, would have been pretty close to the front end. But it wasn't far. It was good. Uh, it was probably the first time you'd been on the Peninsula Kingswood property since you know your um, Peninsula Kingswood. Uh, Ban? No, it wasn't a ban. You haven't been banned. Ban. Yeah, you haven't been banned from down there. But you know, like you know, since we, no, since, it's been a long time since we fell out about you thinking that Peninsula Kingswood wasn't up to the grade for the President's Cup. No, that's not what I said. I said it's easily a good enough course to hold one. I just feel like that the people that are going to book it won't book it because it's a little too far away. What did Tron think? But, about, what did Tron think about the concept of PK after seeing it having? Uh, no, I think like he that? was a, a very big fan of it. Um, the space that it's got for um, grandstands and everything else, yeah, it makes absolute sense. And I think that they'll both um, – I know you played north in the morning, south in the afternoon, and I think they, they didn't talk poorly about the south at all, just of a different feel to it. But, yeah, I think they're both enamored with, like, the, the north course. I could think they could figure out some sort of routing to get a very, very, very good composite course with enough room to do whatever you like. 
Mate, how how was the South course for you? Um, for the people listening that want to know, you know, an independent view. I'm very much biased, and obviously biased, and openly biased. Uh, it's my home. Um, how was it for you? What do you think? No, it was it was it was very very nice. Um, no, both courses are amazing. I think the last time we played there, we did South morning, North in the afternoon, and it was one of those ones where I'd played the South before. The conditioning was very good. Um, you know getting a handle on it and then you sort of go out and play the north and there's just a little bit more going on and it kind of blows your head off a little bit it's just same same but different it's not you know not that the south is bad it feels like it's just you know a step up to the north so for me anyway um but yeah no i i I think both courses are immaculate yeah and the conditionings yeah even just looking at when we're standing there looking over at the um on nine looking at the practice area just having something like that close by to my house is a, would be a dream somewhere I could just go and practice punting and chipping and hit some range balls and yeah that's what dreams are made of well yeah if that was a nudge to for me to get down there and do it a bit more often that's what I need um I was going to say it's sort of a, for those that haven't been and you know one thing that Tron and Iron did say is how much more that PK has come into that sort of international golf course conversation and one of the reasons why they wanted to come down and play it when they were in the Southern Hemisphere um, because it is popping up on the lips of many more international golfers. Um, but for those that haven't seen the property, um, you know, the the South, as Mike says, is a little bit like RM East and West, you know, it sort of gets that same sort of, it's not, not, not the same course, but, you know, RM East is acknowledged as a great course, but it's just never rates quite as highly and everyone wants to play the West more so than the East. But, you know, you go on the East and there are some absolutely, some of the best holes in Melbourne on the East. And I think PK South is like a bit like that. You know, you can pick out several holes which are as good. If they're on the North course, they'd be as good as some of the other holes, if not better there. And they're as good of holes as any in the Sandbelt, especially yeah. on that um, South... Uh, South South, I don't know. The, the the other side of the road there, where there's a bit more undulation and elevation change. Uh, you know, the fourteenth is a, probably one of the best par threes that yeah. I, th- I think is getting around. Um, Lucas Herbert made a wonderful three there from the backside. You know, if you have a look where you asked that if when did they ever put the pin over here on this tongue? Oh, uh, front left or sort of left hand side. Left hand side, which you know, you can hit this the center of the green that feeds down. Herbie with his old Walter Hagens was down the back there and you know, got up and down there with a with a Walter Hagen sandwich that didn't spin. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks, Tron. Thanks, Iron, for the game. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to let us hang out with you. And, you know, wasn't too much fanboying going on, but uh, that was probably a little bit, in fairness. Mm. No, it was great, though. I mean, yeah, the best part was when I think I turned up and you said, oh, this person listens to the podcast. And I said, ours. <laughs> I think it was your mate from the morning. He's a podcast listener. And I thought... Ours, like, all theirs or ours? I was a bit confused. Well, well both. He was listening to both. Probably both, yeah. So that there was, you go. was nice. Uh, Darren Coburn, um, if Darren, you're listening, uh, thanks for joining us in the morning. Uh, the guys were suitably impressed with um, Darren is is uh, very talented in the world of 3D graphics, and um, there's not much that he can't make in terms of 3D. So his uh, ability to sort of turn vision you know a flat visual of a golf course into a 3d modeling yeah he's very much down that track so um uh, they were pretty impressed to meet someone that has that uh vision and insight so darren thanks for joining us mate um speaking of thanking for joining us uh it's the uh, final round of the australian pga tour season mm. 
at it is. Uh, the National. They're playing the Mooner course, which uh, chatting to a couple of guys, they really, really like uh, the Mooner course. It's going to be a great test for them this week. And I was pleased to see today, obviously I don't know the full machination of it, but obviously with the final entries and maybe there were some withdrawals, I don't know, but the three DP World Tour cards for the yes. 2024 season have been announced. So that obviously means that with the players in the field, with the points available, no one can surpass David Michaluzzi. We know that. That was no, done weeks ago. Yeah. No one can surpass Andrew Martin, former PK member, by the way, now lives down at Ocean Grove. Great man, great golfer, understated. Probably not many people know about him. If you don't know your PGA Tour Australia golf that well, great golfer. Could be a life changer for, for Marto, great fella. But our very own Tommy Power Horan secures his DP World Tour card. TPH. How good's that? That's very, very good. I mean, he probably only has us to thank. Um, Naturally. Post playing in the program together. Sprinkled sprinkled um, the uh, magic juju. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and last week he played, you know, pretty well in Asia on the, in the Hong Kong event. And so it was good to see him play well there. And it, obviously that, that didn't go towards his result, I don't think. But um, no, it'll be good to see them go around again. It's kind of a bit of a blowout for them. I'll be very interested to see if uh, Mika can can uh, get another win. I think he's probably just comfortable to go and enjoy it more than anything else now. Um, well, you might think that, interestingly enough. If you look at the PGA Tour Australia Instagram page, they very proudly put a post up during the week of Mika two days ago. First up, only one on the range. No one else was down there. He was down there right. by himself hitting practice balls. Now, to me, now he obviously lives fairly close, but to me that suggests someone who, you know, if you've got – a few things tucked away and, and short up. There's two ways you can go. You can let the pedal off the gas or you can really finish it off and really drive it home that this is yeah. what you are here to do. And I think Mick is going to take that approach. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But just when I saw that post, I thought, you know, little, well, little Mick out there grinding, he is he is here for business. Well, he's, he's the favourite, quite rightly. Um, he's just over half the price of the second favourite, so Brett Coletta. So... Yeah, I think he'll obviously play well. Dean Lawson, I think, will go well again. Zach Mars, I think, will go well. Um, Johnny Lyris, if you don't tweet about him, should go well. Um, and Tommy Power Horan. How can, I think that when I say the odds come up, no, we're not a gambling podcast, but I always find it amazing. I find it a little disrespectful to Tom Power Horan, some of the odds that come up, because for me, he's clearly been the second, if not the third best golfer on this tour all year. And he's never in the top ten in the market. It's I just find it so odd. I mean, he's 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 roughly twenty one dollars versus Mick at eight fifty. That's a massive difference. So we've got our twenty dollars. Uh, you know, yes, um, you're betting this week. Should we have a sprinkle on on TPH or is that going to put the mod? I don't want to put the mods on him. That's all right. I'll, yeah, you can you can do that. Okay. It won't matter. No, it won't matter. Um, well, good luck to Tommy. Uh, we are right behind you. That you know he gets into um, the Dunhill Links. With that so t- top oh. ten, top ten in uh, top ten in Australian order of merit will get an entry into the Dunhill Links. So that's a good one. Yeah, I caught up with uh, Daniel Gale uh, yesterday, handed over his uh, full swing kit launch monitor. So it's good to see some of the reward for the efforts that we've gone to to take that to some of the events and show the guys. And uh, again, we had Daniel on that at the uh, Moor Greens Golf. So he had he had a a week off and stayed down in Mount Eliza, funnily enough, um, just around the corner from here at, at the 
one of the Rosebud members who happens to randomly be a customer of Boys on Seats Barbershop. That's my wife's barbershop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting at work one day and I'd been messaging Daniel about, uh, you know, I saw he's in Mount Eliza. I didn't know. You're in Mount Eliza? Yeah, I am. Staying with Jim. Great. Let's catch up for dinner. Cool. Um, see you on Friday. Yep. Got a Saturday. Sorry, at the Moor Greens Golf. Great. And then my wife sends me a message going, do you know this bloke? Sent me his Instagram profile. Okay, yeah, I was just talking about half an hour ago. He'd just been in for a haircut. I said, oh, how was the haircut? He said, are you stalking me? Said, no, I'm not. <laughs> Small place, Mount Eliza. But anyway, it was good to catch up with Gailey. Um, but he was telling me about his experience last year at the Dunhill Links. He played with the uh, uh, husband of one of the cores. And uh, oh, yeah. he thought that was pretty cool. But um, he thought it was a great experience playing over there in that. And he's got a win this week to get, in, to back get the into top that, 10. Yeah, back into that top 10. Uh, it'd be a great event if you're getting down there. Um, uh, enjoy because it's a great course, great viewing. It's like a stadium course. Stay away from the snakes. Mm. Still plenty of little snakes down there. Mm. Um, but uh, enjoy uh, this week. Who are you going to tip for um, for that? Um, yeah, I think I'll go with Dane Lawson, uh, Tom Powerhorn, and maybe John Loris. Not sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, go. I'll, I'll stay away from Mickey just because the odds are prohibitive. I'm going to go John Loris. Good. I'm not going to tweet about it and put the mods on you. Sorry, John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's only two events left this week. The first one we'll talk about, I'm not going to talk about it because I I don't know much about it, is the Live Golf events are back on this week. Um, They are having habit of playing something either just before the Masters, or sorry, just before the Majors or just after. So they are playing in Orlando this week. Um, Cam Smith, DJ, Neiman, Pereira, Casey, Anson, Howell, they're all there. Um, can't tell you about the course, don't know. Um, yeah, but I find it the only th- thing that I find a little bit interesting is I, you would think they'd prefer the players would prefer to play the week after a major than the week before. I don't know, don't know how many of them would want to have a rep coming in. Maybe they do. Um, I think it'll be very, very, very interesting to see next week, which we will cover, I'm sure, in the preview, how these guys are going to go. Uh, come, come the masters and come the majors that they do get into. Just coming off a lot less reps. I know we've talked about it, but yeah, I'll be definitely tracking that and just seeing how they travel. Uh, well, we will find out soon enough next week when the Masters kicks off. Um, live golf. The majestic is, is Henrik's. No, Henrik's playing. So because he was, didn't he? Wasn't he up in uh, Hong Kong? Um, yeah, he was in Hong Kong. Um, Poulter, Stenson were both trying to get um, trying to get a open. Open yeah. spot, yeah. But top three got in. So the winner was Taichi Cho, Ko, um, Hong Kong National, which was great to see. One by two. Michael Hendry's second Kiwi gets his ticket to the Open and Travis Smythe. So Travis Smythe, I know, made a joke today about it was, it was a rain-shortened event, uh, three-day event this week in Hong Kong. And he made a joke about how he's um, starting to perform better over 54 <laughs> holes and then put the shout-out to Tiger saying, hey, it'd be really good if you um, come and play Liverpool because I'm, I'm in. Um, but yeah, it was great to see a lot of Aussies. Again, comes back to that theory of how the live guy is going to go coming off less reps. Because if I scroll down, just opening up the um, opening up the uh, leaderboard from the week, uh, Ian Poulter finished forty fifth. Um, I don't remember where Stenson finished, but Kevin Wan finished twenty fourth, Wade twenty fourth, Tom Powerhorn twenty fourth, Todd Sinnott eighteenth. Dan Lawson, ninth. Kiridak, ninth. Coletta, ninth. Zach Murray, ninth. Sam Brazel, ninth. 
um, and near Travis my top three. So, yeah, guys that have been playing week in, week out tend to uh, have the reps, I think. I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see how next week shakes out. Yeah, just to give you a little bit more of an insight into the world of a touring golf professional before everyone thinks it's all glitz and glamour. So Kevin Yuan, good young Australian player, um, has done pretty well so far on the Asian tour. He's mm. pl- he's playing this week down at uh, uh, the Moona at uh, National. National. Um, he's currently staying in a house in Dramana, being billeted by a very friendly uh, National member. Four of the boys all bunking in together. Kevin Yuan was a late inclusion, and one of the other boys said, can Kevin come and stay with us? The owner of the house got a couple of blow-up mattresses, put him in the rooms with the boys, and they're all bunking in there together. Right. Um, That's what it's all about. So it's not all, you know, let's get a hotel and just live it up large. They're, they're all the young fellas bunking in together at a house in Dramana, driving down in rental cars that they're paying for and all the billets are driving them down. Gailey was staying with the family that he stays with who are members of the Rosebud. He's been staying in the family of Mount Eliza for three years. Um, you know, these are adults that are just trying to make their way in the world and, and you know, take risks and, and save some money where they can and obviously invest it where they can by buying full swing kits just to help their game. So um, that's a little bit of insight into my world in delivering a couple of full swing kits to some of these players and just bumping into them. And Kevin Yuan was I was surprised to hear him sleeping in the blow-up mattress uh, after coming back down on Monday from Hong Kong, doing pretty well. That's it. No, he's, I think he was in Singapore not long before that and New Zealand not long before that. So in Thailand in the middle. So um, no, he's, he's getting his frequent fly points right up. Um. The other event this week is, again, we're not going to go in-depth, is the Valero Texas Open. So uh, probably some people would call it the Charlie Hoffman Open because Charlie Hoffman wins more money here than you'd know what to do with. Um, just quickly running through Charlie's last like, 10, 12 years. He missed a cut last year, but before that he's gone second, second, 64th, 40th, first, 11th, 11th, third, 13th, second, and 13th. Has a truckload of green scores in there. Um Charlie's a uh, a guy that loves it, loves it here in Texas. Uh, the guys right up the pointy end, Tyrell Hatton, and Matt Kucha, Ricky Fowler, Chris Kirk, Corey Connors, Will Gordon, Brendan Todd, Si Woo Kim, Hideki, who again had a bit of an injury last week, uh, didn't play his third, third uh, match in round one against Max Homer with Drew. Um, not sure if it was just his neck. I think someone was saying it might have been a little bit of his back. Might have been another up, guys. Um, yes, so I'll be... Uh, an interesting week. It'll be one where I think most people will be just making sure that they're primed and ready for the Masters, if nothing else. Um, now, I've got my phone out here. Mike, who are you going to tip? Um, I'm going to go with Dick Flower to break through after many moons away in the in the abyss with his very, very, very beautiful wife and young child. Um, yeah, Ricky Fowler is going to be my pick this week. But I, I like Matt Kuchar. I don't, Look, Tyrrell rates on top. I just don't trust Tyrrell to get the chocolate. So I'd be tossing up between Kucha, Fowler, Kirk and Connors, and I'm going to go with um, Fowler. So the only way to get into the Masters from this point forward is to win the Texas Valero Open. There's no more Correct. 50 OWGR points available that will get you in. No, last win, spot. Win this, that's it, done. Herbie's That's not, it. I, th- I think not last playing. year Herbie's was... not playing. Herbie's not playing. He could have gone and played, but he's not playing. Yeah, right. No. Um, yeah, and it would have probably suited him too. It's a it, uh, it's a course we need to hit the ball long. 
Yep. Aussies tend to do well in Texas. I would have thought it'd be a reasonable fit for him. I think it was JJ Spawn who won last year out of the out of the blue and um yeah, before he knew it, he was shooting off to Augusta because they wouldn't I don't think he flew out maybe until the Monday and then gets over to Augusta and then he's having a practice round on the Wednesday, saying the course for the first time and then straight into the Masters. That's what dreams are made of. Uh well good luck to everyone playing at the Texas Flare I open. Uh-oh. Would love to see Ricky Fowler uh, do well slash win uh, that, and then end up playing back at the Masters. Um, mm. he's, well, he's back with Butch Harmon, and his his round is his his whole uh, game is rounding in nicely. I think. Um, before I let you go, Mike, because uh, I know you're not feeling that great, I just want to say make a point of um, one thing in relation to the Australian Order of Merit and those three DP World Tour cards being handed out. So clearly, you know, if you look at it now, you see David Michaluzzi on top. Uh, in the points, uh, you see number two, Brendan Jones. Now, Brendan Jones has only played three events. He could have played this event, I'm pretty sure. Yes. I'm pretty yes. sure, and yep. qualified for the four events that he needed. And, yeah, I reckon it was four. Yep, and yeah. taken one of those spots. Yeah. But he's not doing it because, no. you know, he was only interested in um, the potential the of getting into the Open, and he clearly stated when I talked to him up at New South Wales Open, he's not interested in in the um, DP World DP. Tour spot, DP, yep. DP World Tour spot, so therefore isn't going to turn up and didn't want to have even the chance of taking it away from someone who really wants it and deserves it. So yep. um, I think that's quite notable and admirable. And I think yeah, Michael, Michael Hendry is probably in the same spot. You know, he played last week in Singapore, as you just mentioned. Mm. He could come down and play here and he's probably going to play pretty well. He's sitting at 582 points at 661. Now, I don't know the exact points allocation that are available for this, but you possibly could think that if he played well, he could leapfrog potentially Andrew Martin. But um, mm. but I don't believe he's coming down. So it's I think that's a good thing. I think that's a, a good thing that they do that and let the people who want to do it and, you know, are on the way up and haven't won 15 times on tour and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Um, I, think that's a, I think that's a really good thing. No, I couldn't agree more. So shout out to those two guys, Ben Jones and um, Michael Hendry. Spoke to them both at New South Wales Open. Good fellas. Uh, Moka Kabori, congratulations to you on, A, your performances thus far in your first year on the LET Tour. You are holding your head up very high and representing your country, New Zealand, uh, very, very well. And your coach, Dom Azapati. Uh, wonderful golfer. And um, she comes back from, I'm not sure where the previous LET event was. It might have been Singapore. It might have been somewhere in Thailand. I can't remember. So apologies, I should know. But she played very well there and then comes down to Foster Tunkari at Tunkari Golf Course, which is one of the tightest golf courses you'll ever see in golf. Um, I played there many years ago and it was tight and scary then. It's even tighter as the trees have grown. Um, she comes down and wins the thing in a playoff. And um, I saw a picture today. She was teeing off in the 18th hole, the 72nd hole, and the ball fell off the tee. And she still hit it. She still hit it, missed the fairway to the right, but it wasn't, it wasn't disastrous. But uh, as she hit the ball, the ball was rolling off the tee. Is that not a penalty? You're not allowed to hit a ball in motion, are you? Mm. Maybe Blake would answer that. Maybe Blake would No, I'm pretty sure if you, if you continue with the stroke... Yeah. Um, yeah. If your ball moves and you've caused it to move and you continue with the stroke, I don't think they are. Okay. On the teeing ground. Maybe the teeing ground, you're not sure. Blakey, help us out. Uh, <laughs> obviously, anyway, congratulations to Momoka Kabori. Anything else, yes. uh, anything else, Mike, before I let you go? No, that's it. Um, 
Everyone be prepared next week. Be a very big week for the Masters. I'm sure it'll be a big show. If you've got anything you want us to cover, please just message us on the on the socials and we'll make sure to add it into the show. I do have a couple of questions uh, that we will answer next week um, from uh, Shawnee D, actually, Shawnee O'Reilly, for you guys. Uh, concerned about uh, Cam Smith's lack of form, so we'll talk about that uh, next week. We'll probably know a bit more about that after live this weekend and be able to talk a little True. bit more forthrightly uh, on that topic. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Send us send the, any questions through the socials. If you've got any questions for Rocket, want to know where he's been. He's currently in, in the subcontinent uh, right as we speak. Um, just once again, protecting the cybersecurity of the world, which is uh, no mean feat and a growing demand on that boy's services. So um, it's very lucky for his people to allow him to come back to the Mile of Golf podcast for next week's episode. Uh, Mike, with, um, yeah, go on. I was just going to say on what you said around the, the, the Cam Smith reps, um, this is a stat from Jason Sobel, um, one of the commentators from the US. Uh, Live Golf will play its third event of the year this week. So far, 18, the 18 Live players that have qualified for the Masters have a total combined for 36 starts on Live this year. They've totaled five top 10 finishes between them. None have had more than one on the Live Tour. So that doesn't say they're playing great. Um, golf would be just interesting to see and everyone's different right some people can just turn it on when they need to be interesting to see um, how those 18 guys go so remind me who are the guys from Live that are in oh I'm going to ask that um, DJ Patrick Reed would be on there um, um, Cam, 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 Cam Smith, Smith. That, that's about all I can remember no, no I'd say Neben answer uh, Mito probably gets in because of his finish at the PGA um, Brooks, I'm not sure. Hang on, I'll tell you. Mike, we can, we can we'll we'll go through it next week. Um, next week, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, let's get you out of here. Let's get you back to bed, mate. I'm going. I'm one thousand percent sure to be back in bed in ten minutes. Yeah. Hey, mate, thanks for very much for joining us and making sure it was your insistence that this show continues on. Uh, really appreciate your dedication and all of your insights and knowledge and I uh, hope you're feeling better, mate. Thank you. We'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast. As we said, get those questions in. Thanks for joining us. Until next week, play well. Play well.